0: Welcome to the Hedge for Humanity podcast, where we explore innovative ideas and the forward-thinking people behind them. In this episode, Brandon Veneta sits down with Anita Beberg of SAVA Exchange. Through SAVA, Anita is making time banking scalable on a global stage. We explore the concept of time banking, how it relates to universal basic income, and much more. I hope you enjoy.
1: Brandon Vanetta here. Um, got Anita Bedberg, just uh, very blessed to have her time um, on sharing uh, time banking. Her and I have uh, commenced our relationship about a year ago and uh, really have thought experimented how UBI and time banking um, kind of mesh well together as humanity evolves through this process. So um, yeah, just would love to have a intro, Anitha, and give us a little bit about yourself as a person, uh, what uh, drove you to get into time banking and uh, to take this step into becoming a CEO of uh, and founding your own company here?
0: Okay. Well, I was actually looking to start um, a company that was going to do some good. So I actually found, um, I, I, I put an ad looking for like an, another uh, co-founder or someone to start something. I was thinking of going into like cancer research or some, something interesting that I wanted to do. And I got connected with this person um, who uh, was doing a time banking company, a time banking app. And I didn't know what the heck that was. Time banking, what, what does that mean? So it's a, is that a financial thing? What? It was confusing to me. Um, so I worked with him for about a year um, because I have a software project management background. So I did that for ten years. I worked for all the big corporations. Uh, I'm not even going to say what what decade that was <laughs> if I mention even the corporations. So, um, it, well, HP was one of them. Um, and what other ones? Uh, Siemens and uh, Cadence. Sun Microsystems. So yeah, a lot of a lot of big companies I worked at. Um, so I have a technical background. But for me, um, I after I had my kids, I was kind of uh, sucked into the volunteering world. Um, I always liked to volunteer. I mean, it wasn't like I But But in this case, uh, my kids go to a parent participation school where we're required to put hours into, you know, um, you know, I think four hours per child in the school. Um, so I, I had to learn all kinds of things. So they threw me into ceramics. I'd never done ceramics. So I got that, but it was, it was just new community of people and we all helped each other out. It was, it's a, it's this community where, you know, I could trust any of those parents with my child and not worry. So it was that, that sense of community. So when I met this person with time banking, I'm like, wow, I already have a close knit community. This would be amazing to like, you know, have an hour of time and then get it back because we already throw so many hours into volunteering, but I never thought of it as like a give and take thing. So it was a new spin on that. Um, after that, I ended up meeting, um, Edgar Kahn and I told him that I would like to like, you know, mainstream this movement. I want to help him. So I ended up joining, um, uh, time Banks USA, the nonprofit itself that was run by Edgar Kahn, who invented time banking. And about a year later, he asked me to uh, do this venture called Save, uh, which is now called Save Exchange, um, to run this. And he kind of handed me the torch and uh, super honored. Super honored when he sent me this beautiful letter. He sent it on his birthday, on his 83rd birthday. Um, which I, I, he did it on purpose, but I mean, I certainly noticed the significance. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing that, uh, yeah, I should, I have to frame it. I keep saying, I need to print this email. It was an email, but it was a letter it out and frame it, um, asking me to, you know, uh, do this, this venture together and how, how, yeah, the, the, the feeling I felt was, oh my God, I'm so honored. But then the next one was like, holy beep (laughs) (laughs) so so it's like this huge weight like being thrust upon me like I am now having to like you know um not only you know take on all the amazing stuff Edgar has done you know as a civil rights leader he's done all these amazing things and and to to continue that and 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 just I'm not replacing him in any way but it just it seems like a lot (laughs) so and it is um, but I think we've, uh, I mean, I've put in a ton of effort over the last year and I think we've done pretty good for ourselves so far.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the main points that, uh, stuck out to me when, when we first met, um, were like you being a mom going through this journey and, um, what sacrifices moms to go through, that are not necessarily quantified in a, like a monetary value that is so sad that our society has gone down this path and almost like looked down upon, um, to some degree. Cause we just had our second daughter and man, what women go through, uh, through pregnancy and motherhood is like, you cannot quantify the importance of what a mom goes through. Um, so I just have so much respect for you. Uh, For what you've done uh, for your kiddos and to your community because that that is something that I really think if I was looking at resumes If Mm -hmm. someone put mother father on their resume that shows just how valuable that person is um, over a degree or other experiences because Being a parent has been one of the most challenging things that I've gone through and I've learned so much through the process Do you feel similar that you've learned a lot. Oh well, of course.
0: <laughs> I mean the, the amount of things we can take on all at once and process it and like, you know, it, it I, I remember when I first became a mom, uh, I was still working at a, a startup company and that was like sixty hour weeks. I was I was fine working the, the, the startup life. That was like no big deal because then you got weekends, you get sick days. But then when I actually took time off and I left that job, and I was suddenly home, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm the only one responsible for this kid. What if, what happens? Like, it's scary. Uh, it was much more scary to me at the time being a mom, like sudden a new mom, than you know taking on a big, you know, all these huge tasks. And my my, you know, I had these clients like Samsung. They're all very you know demanding clients. I could no problem, easy, easy. But parenthood
1: crazy. yeah,
0: scared me like crazy. But now, I mean, it's it's I think it's reversed now. I mean, I've, 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 my kids, my daughter's already almost, uh, you know, she's a te- almost a teenager. So it's been a while for me, but I, I definitely um, appreciate that. But one thing I wanted to mention to you that uh, one of the things that also drove me into this uh, reinventing volunteerism and, you know, moving from volunteerism into time banking is I heard from a military mom who has her own startup Um, that moms, especially military spouses, um, you know, spouses of of, uh, military workers, they they actually are forced to volunteer within their communities to the detriment of their careers. And when I heard that, I'm like, we have to change that because that's ridiculous. Most people volunteer and then they, you know, launch new careers from their experience, but it's the opposite for them. So I definitely want to help them, and and even my own experience going back, I I, I did attempt to go back to the workforce, um, but you could be you could be an ex-con, you could have been in a mental hospital, you could have done. I'm not saying any of these things are bad, but being a mom was like the least, the like the last uh, resort for someone to hire. Um, I I I I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate how. Yeah that moms put up with all this but the moment they um I mean it's illegal every interview I went to they asked me how many how old are your kids how many do you have it's illegal they shouldn't ask but I mean what if I don't answer I you know then I seem like I'm not trustworthy so I'm happy to talk about my children but again at the end of the day we're the last people to be considered for jobs because they just have this assumption that moms oh they'll probably take time off all the time yeah kids and stuff. It's like, yeah. well, you know what? Dads do the same thing, but why are they not paying to people? Like so? Yeah.
1: But the grunt goes to, mm-hmm. usually to the mom. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and just going through this too, is like how yeah. backwards we are of how to equip young families, because that's like some of the most vulnerable times for those children to like adapt into like the first three years. I, I did a lot of research on it of like mm-hmm. the first three years is like what they just, thrive on of trying to set the foundation on and that's like so important to have a good investment into that sort of that time of their life um and we 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 don't equip families at all to spend time with their kids you know and and one of the arguments in the ubi world is what do you do with your life if you get a ubi you'll just be lazy it's like let's become good parents again let's become good friends let's become good community members like your job isn't what makes your purpose like your relationships and how you interact with each other creates a far bigger purpose on this planet than you going for a nine-to-five job or whatnot so um
0: exactly 100 percent agree <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for uh, giving a brief intro. Um, So yeah, like if you could give us a bit more on, um, I've been grateful to be on a call with you and Dr. Khan as well. He was, he is a visionary for sure, way ahead of his time with what he was presenting. Um, So uh, yeah, I would love to hear more about time banking, the challenges um, that, uh, timebanking.org has had and kind of what your solutions are to solve those problems.
0: Okay. Well, um, I mean, I don't know if I, did I describe time banking? Time banking is when you're within a trusted community. Um, Every hour you give to someone, you get an hour credit back redeemable for something later on anything you need. So that's essentially the premise. Um, It's, it goes back to thousands of years, like barter. You know, you give me this, I give you that. It it could it, but time banking is um, strictly services, not necessarily trading assets. Um, although there are communities throughout the world, uh, community exchange system that kind of do both. They they exchange um, goods as well as services. But uh, we, I mean, they they include time banking in their uh, framework. So timebanks.org, uh, that's the website. It, it, it's, it's been officially called Timebanks USA, but they're not just in the USA. So they've dropped the USA from their, their uh, logo, but people still refer to them as that. Um, they started in 1995. Um, Edgar Kahn uh, actually came up with the idea when he was in his 40s, he got a heart attack and he was only given two years to live and uh and two hours probably that he could be useful in the day so he thought to himself uh, what what can i do to be useful even even in that state it wasn't like i'm gonna go party it up for the next two years it was what can i do to give to society because he's all about giving i mean his entire life that's he's an amazing human being to know i feel very blessed every day to talk to him uh, so he came up with this concept of time banking. He didn't actually give that name until he went on a show with, um, what's his name? Uh, Ralph Nader. And, uh, he asked him, what is this thing called? And, and he's like, uh, Oh, time dollars. That's how he that. So it, it, it the, the name became the time dollar Institute. So I asked him that I said, you know, when I have to explain to people what time banking is, it takes a lot longer. But when I say we're, doing a volunteer exchange they get it in a second so why did you come up with that I wasn't trying to insult mm. him but he's like yeah yeah this is what happened I mean he had like a second to come up with something but but I mean the name stuck and there are time banking communities throughout the world I mean there are millions of people who um are affected and touched by um, grateful to Edgar for coming up with this concept Uh, whether they're using their uh, time banks usa software or not it um edgar just wants to spread the word and uh he was really happy when i said i want i know how to mainstream this i can do this let's let's do this so um that that's his has been his dream for you know over 20 years
1: awesome yeah i i've heard of time making for a long while actually too i think similar to when I got into uh, cryptocurrencies and digital assets here um, and I never could see them not interacting with each other because um, part of what I understood of the challenges that the time banks have is they don't necessarily communicate with each other with the, I'm going to say the term, the asset that each people redeem, the time credit.
0: Yeah, in silos. Yeah. That's
1: yeah okay. So they don't talk to each other. So that interoperability is a huge problem for the scalability of something like this to take shape. Um, and then always what really is an interesting rabbit hole to go down is like all blockchain like protocols really are have a time dependency to it. Like Bitcoin is every 10 minutes a, a new block is uh, created and it's called proof of work. Um, when you get into this time credit system of like actual human labor work, that creates the issuance of the new asset into circulation is like a really interesting thing to think about um, of what this could do for humanity and and what we could do as communities to really empower ourselves, you know, and and create the future that we want. Um, And that's what really interested me uh, to to continue building such an amazing relationship with you guys. Um, and, yeah, I, I really hope that we can keep the time banking uh, process through because uh, Edgar Kahn's he's, he's an older gentleman. And um, if anyone has time to research him, that man, yeah, like you said, I don't know him nearly as well as you do, but you can just mm-hmm. sense the good heartness that that person has. My had.
0: grandpa, I've officially told him I'm
1: in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. We like need more. He stays over. He likes hot cocoa with milk. Hot cocoa, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so cute. That is pretty cute for an older yeah. man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just need more souls like him on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah. So um, so what are are some of when when Seva becomes like really tangible? I know uh, you're still working on your minimal viable product and yeah. and the concepts and all that. But what does uh, the future look like when it's interacting in our day-to-day lives? Um, Like, what 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 does that future look like to you?
0: Well, I see a future where every hour of time you give to your neighbor, uh, your church, uh, to a friend, you know, maybe a school, every hour you give is accounted for, and you receive um, our 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 credit which we call save a coins that they you can redeem anywhere I, I see that to be just completely mainstreamed i mean uh when uber came out people said that's so obvious why didn't i think of that i feel like this is what's going to happen in five years it's so obvious why didn't i think of that well you know we we want to be that we want to i mean i'm not saying we're going to be pursuing our, our strategy like uber but i feel like it's an obvious thing and uh, it's all about underutilized. Uh, services. Uber was about underutilized assets, right? Um, you know, cars, people's time uh, to drive. And that's, that's essentially what time banking is to, um, you know, take those the things, those assets that we have to share, like all the wonderful things, skills and interests that we have that aren't necessarily on our resume, but to be able to offer our passions to someone else, and help them, in, especially if it's something that they critically need, and I'm really good at something, but it's not necessarily my day job. Um, and matching those people together.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that uh, for sure. Because and and where all of this uh, kind of molds together, of we have people on your in the time banking world that have a difficult time comprehending UBI and the importance of it. And UBI, Universal Basic Income, for those who don't know what that acronym means. Um, And then from the UBI side of things, they don't understand how important time banking uh, that facet is. And and how I've started looking at this is like society right now is this big onion, and we're we're just peeling at layers to help try to push humanity forward. And UBI is a pretty very critical facet of that but when you start looking at kind of how where andrew yang's coming from he's like looking at the job displacement as the big problem and i 100% agree with that concern is how do you then create purpose back in people's lives if their market value basically goes to zero what are they going to do and that's where time banking is so critical where we don't get humanity in the state of dystopia because yeah. people have felt like their, their market value is zero and that's how people create their purposes by their market value. And no, we need to reshape what people's purposes are. And I think time banking is one of the best solutions that I've come across. Um,
0: exactly. When, time when banking is all about everybody has value. Everyone has skills just because your job got outsourced or done away because of AI doesn't mean you you no longer, no longer have value. Even me, when I left the workforce uh, to be a stay-at-home mom, I gained a ton of skills. But you know, in the market, I was considered, oh, she's out of touch, out of date. But that's not true. Every single person has so many of these soft skills that they're now they're touting like, oh, this is so important. Well, Mm -hmm. um, motherhood gives you a ton of soft skills, patience for one. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) think about it. I, I, I don't want to insult my fellow engineers, but you know, it was like, you know, being, managing a group of engineers is very similar to handholding, you know, with kindergartners sometimes you have to be careful (laughs) with their egos and tread lightly. Um, but it's there's so many things that uh, people should value and they do value it they're starting to at least um, I, and I feel that time banking and especially what we're doing with technology to be able to match up everything that even if an employer is interested in looking up um, hey I want to look for a candidate but they can check our database uh, I mean and and match someone wouldn't you rather hire someone who's passionate about the skills that you're looking for than just someone with just a plain resume and two references. I mean, in our system, every single hour you give to someone, we have a peer-to-peer review. And that's, if I, let's say I want to change my job. And um, I mentioned before ceramics, I've done at least 500 hours of the ceramics over the last seven years. If I had already been on my system, every, every time I gave that time, I would have had a peer-to-peer review. Hopefully most of them would have been positive and then I could go and, and say, Hey, you could look up my ID here and it'll list, you know, this, this skill set. And here's proof. Here's like, you know, 15 teachers who said, yes, I'm amazing at doing this. So I think yeah. this will help us. I, I think everyone should join this system, it, especially it's not immigrants, take your jobs. It's AI. Just exactly what Andrew Yang is saying that this will definitely help us also discover what our interests and passions are. Yeah. Maybe there are things we don't even know. That's that's, what
1: I yeah, I I think that's where I get really where this could get interesting is like mm -hmm. we've kind of boxed what a normal brain or normal mind should be or do in this world Mm -hmm. and what success is and I think if every individual has if they can really find their what their purpose or what the meaning of success would be Um, I think just the future could be so fruitful, but I also, this isn't a given, this is something we have to work extremely hard at to go towards because the other side of the coin is a state of dystopia and that is coming pretty aggressively at us (laughs) too. Um, and where you really hit it at home, uh, for the listeners to try to mold this stuff together. Um, Because this isn't something you're just going to hear and be like, oh, of course, I get why these things should complement each other. Like it it takes time and to really think outside the box on this stuff. Um, But uh, UBI is also kind of that is like a level playing field of everyone's loved. Everyone should have a certain amount to start their like income with. Uh, similar to what you said with uh, everyone has value that they can contribute in some way to whatever their passions or talents is, uh, are um, that they can contribute to others. And it, it, it's such an obvious blend um, that it, it, it's got to go hand in hand through this transition, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that that's just a point I wanted to make here. Um, did you have anything to add on that front?
0: I think you should explain a little more how it can work together because it took me a while. I mean, we've gotten to know each other over time, but to see how UBI and time making are connected. um, That's something it's not, it was not obvious to me and it took a really long time. So for someone just listening now, I think they would be a little confused. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And actually you had a good piece, uh, an article, like you had a two part article that um, Mm -hmm. you wrote about too. Um, How I look at it is the UBI is like something where we can just inject hope into people like, okay, that I I get this on a consistent basis and that they can actually start forecasting their future because a lot of people aren't even looking past a week, a month out into their lives. So you're not trying to forecast what the future is you're just going day by day trying to pay your bills and whatnot. Um, So if you can get the mentality to like forecast and look ahead um, a little bit, then things like time banking and trying to pursue different passion projects become more realistic. Because um, uh, like me personally, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. And this is my passion project, like is going down the route of MANA and MANA Base. um, If it wasn't for my amazing wife um, and her employer, I I would have to be, I was in oil and uh, the power industry as a mechanical engineer in that front and i was miserable i saw the like the oil side of things and the corruption that's there and it's like oh my gosh this problem's way bigger than what the, the argument of fossil fuels uh is uh, contributing to climate change um so yeah i think it's important to get people to feel like they won't just die if they quit their jobs um yeah. or whatnot um, to pursue something that they're passionate about. Um, So to me, it is a fundamental, uh, like foundational layer to have happen. Because if you don't have that, then people's attention can't go towards their passion projects and really flourish this time banking logic. Um, in when my, you
0: mentioned that dystopia thing, I and you had asked me, like, what do I see in vision? I, I can see this utopia of everyone having a job that they're passionate about. Because we matched them to the things that, that were needed yes. and then they launched careers in what they're happy to do. Yeah, That would be an amazing uh, world to live in. Absolutely. All, it's not just a day job that pays the bills, but they're happy to go do their job. Yeah. Yeah, regardless of the income, hopefully they get a good income steady stream, but they're so happy that, you know,
1: yeah. And, and, and and like, with that sort of outlook, like the UB, the UBI becomes irrelevant at that point, (laughs) you know, like, there, there is a way that that could become obsolete, if Mm -hmm. people are flourishing in what they really enjoy and can meet their basic needs. But um, the UBI is just the quickest way inject uh, hope into yeah. humanity. It's
0: the it's the step to get to that stage is to give people that security that you know uh, yeah. the basic needs to pay for those basic things.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I had Scott Santons on a bit ago and he explained it something that I haven't been able to explain well, but he was explaining how he was crowdsourcing his his UBI that he's been able to crowdsource. Uh, and he was like, I never understood the difference of economic security of like knowing that values coming in, no matter what versus the, like just the typical, what normal people have in their minds of like the economic insecurity. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't know that difference, yeah. 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 And, and that is a big challenge of like having people understand the difference of that. Um, yeah. cause if you don't, then you don't know any better. You, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a an interesting way. He he explained it really well. If anyone uh, um, wants to learn more on that one, or everyone in the UBI world knows about Scott Santon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, he's the founder of Patreon. Yeah. I, I met him at a UBI. I think that was, I went to this conference. It was like the most pivotal conference of my life. I feel like I met all the people that I will in my you know current you know five ten years will be interacting with almost like daily. Scott was one of them. Um, That's but awesome. I Congress folks, uh, a, a good friend now is a represent, uh, state representative of Hawaii, Chris Lee. He is a big UBI component, and I got him hooked onto time banking, and even Scott, you know, talked about time banking with him. So it's it should go hand in hand. It, it's yep. UBI in itself is not the end all solution, and nope. you know, um, time banking can, but it needs a little help, and then yep. you know, together that would be. A great solution along with healthcare, care universal health care
1: <laughs> exactly yep and and i love what you're all about and i have so much respect for you Nitha, and the team you've created i know it, it's been challenging but all this will happen uh, it's meant to happen um so is there anything you'd like to close out um people that would be interested to learn more um or uh get in touch with you um yeah
0: Sure. Um, the best way to learn more about time banking is to, uh, go to, uh, we have like a training website called gatheringwithapurpose.net. It's some free training material. So you can go sign up there and, uh, and you will not get spammed. They do not send any spam. It's just literally, you put your email, they'll send you some training material. And if you want more, I think it does cost a little bit, but, uh, the basic stuff is, free it's good to get into that as well as the our org website talks about tons of um, information um and you can even find a time bank near you if you're lucky enough to have a time bank near you i know are you near tampa no you're not in
1: tampa. yeah i've communicated with them okay. it hasn't worked out quite yet uh, okay.
0: uh the best so that's thing a pretty me. big one in ohio we have uh, several large time banks there uh uh, Crooked River, as well as the Mahoney, uh, what is that? I forgot the name of the whole thing, but it's it, there's a ton in Ohio. But yes, I hope in the future that every zip code will have a time bank. And if, you, if, if you're really interested, take the lead. Have your church come sign up for it. I mean, churches are ideal because you already have that close-knit community and that trust built in, but just put it in, uh, you know. Churches first, you know, gave us that pushback. Uh, Well, we already volunteered just for the sake of volunteering and I said to them That's wonderful keep doing that But now if you you know move to the time bank thing donate that time to the most people You know the the people in the most need, right? So you're doubling your volunteer impact. So um, I Think time making is a win-win no matter how you see it. That's how I'll end it
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much Anitha for your time and you're really an inspiration to keep fighting the good fight here so Thanks for listening to the Hedge for Humanity
0: podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give us a positive rating.